Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a goal. It's a goal of mine. You know, obviously, you you know, you see a lot of people have different routes. You know, you can never, you know, judge anybody for the way he wins the championship, that he chooses to win a championship. But at the end of the day, you know, doing it in the team that, you know, you started, it's, I feel like it means more. For me, it's like it's a it's a dream, you know, it's a, it's a goal of mine. And um, not just for me, everybody, every basketball player that plays in the NBA wants to win a championship, most of them. But doing it in, you know, the team that drafted you in the, you know, the city that embraced you, you know, the organization that, you know, helped you, it means a lot. There is Giannis talking about uh, his desire to win a championship uh, in Milwaukee, where it all started. Market size be damned, Gordon. I like it. I like what I hear from Giannis. And... uh... If all the jazz players are listening or any of the stars are listening, and that's a nice thing for them to hear. I like that sentiment. And uh, But here's the thing. I believe that a player like Giannis should have some say-so in what the team does because I think he's owed that. He's such a great player that he should be consulted, and he should have a say-so. Now, I understand you said earlier, stay in your lane. I get that there are... There's a chain of command, and there are certain people hired for certain jobs. But if Giannis has that attitude about winning a championship for the city of Milwaukee and for all the Bucks fans out there, he should be rewarded uh, in, by, in respect, in consultation, and uh, in, in the way he's treated. And I, I hope the Bucks do that. I, I think they probably do. But uh, I think that should be true for every star player uh, who, who wants to stay where he is. That's one of the reasons Damian Lillard uh, should have always been listened to in Portland. Now, I don't know if he was or he wasn't. Maybe he was. But uh, I think his opinion counts, and he should be treated as such for, for his great talent and for his, his attitude about the club. So, that I... I Surprised that's the direction you went. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I... I uh, what do you I disagree had, with? Well, I, uh, we've had this discussion before. I, well, I don't know no, that's, linear, that's yeah. necessarily a good idea. And what happens, uh, you know, when the Rockets turn the franchise over to James I don't Harden. mean turn good the call. franchise but, over. But I, I, that's I, taking but, it too far. But here's the thing. I like, I like that Giannis stayed in Milwaukee. I like that, that he has that sentiment. Because what I like about professional sports is... It's as even as it possibly can get. Salary caps, you know, the abilities where they eliminate the market stuff as much as they possibly can. You can never totally take it out of it because marketing is a thing, branding is a thing. You can never take the fact that you can make a lot of money in L.A. Well, LeBron James is going to be a billionaire uh, this year. He's going to cross that threshold a lot because of his media and marketing and all that sort of stuff, which he can maximize in L.A., that's always going to be true. But all but of that as, was underway before he got but there. But as, as far as competition on the floor, the rules are set up to make it as even as possible so that the dream in Milwaukee is just as bright as the dream in L.A., or at least as much as humanly possible. Doesn't usually work out that way. But. It, it, it can't be perfect, mm-hmm. but it it's pretty good. 
you know, right down to the draft. I mean, the idea is to totally make it even. And the rules are set up to encourage a player to stay with the franchise that drafts it with, through a variety of different ways. I'm glad it worked with Giannis, and I'm glad he's proving that you can win anywhere. I think that's, that's important for the Jazz, that players know that you can win anywhere. And if you win, then good things happen for you in those other realms as well. But you can win in Utah. You can win in Milwaukee. You can win in Oklahoma City. That you can win, I mean, to a lesser extent in Phoenix. Because a lot of players want to live in Phoenix. But I think that's what I take from those comments. Is you want it to work. If you're a Jazz fan, you want it to work. You want Giannis to stay and you want Giannis to win. And you want whatever team you root for, your stars to see what Giannis is doing, where he's doing it. Yes, exactly. You it want- is possible, like you were saying, you can do it. That's one of the reasons I respect what Milwaukee did in getting Holiday. They were aggressive. They went, yeah. solved the problem, got a great player. Yeah. yeah, and they gave up something, a little of their depth to do it, but they, they, they want to put as good a team as they can on the floor with Giannis there. Uh, and uh, that's that's the way it should be, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a smaller market team and you have the acumen and the foresight to pick a player out in the draft and develop that player into what a guy like Giannis has become, then then okay, that's part of that's part of the the deal. The other part is to complete it so that that guy has what he needs. To, to be a real contender. And players like Giannis just are pretty rare. Pretty rare. So you got to take advantage of it while you got it. And that, that's really, I know that's easier said than done. And I'm sure the Jazz are, are wrestling with that stuff as we speak, and they have for a number of years now. But that's tough, but it's, it's the call. It's what you're called to do, really. And it's, you know, it says something, it's the, uh, it's the alpha dog move, right? You know, I don't go to you, you come to me. And yeah. I don't know, I'd be selling that if I were a small market franchise. Like, I thought you were a big deal. Players should be coming to you. Why are you going to them? All right. But, uh, I mean, part of, you know, to get back to this, I love the chess game about the NBA, right? You know, I love the front office stuff, the moves. The, that's, that's what gives you an edge. You have smart people making right decisions when it comes all the way down the line is the key and the recipe for success. And, and that, yes, includes star players to a nth degree. But there's so much that goes into it. And listen, if we're smarter than the competition and we do it better, you have every opportunity to win here. If you have faith in us, we'll have faith in you. Let's go. And that's what's so frustrating for teams who do everything you just said. And then the end of that extended first contract comes and then they become an unrestricted free agent. And boom, they're gone. That's why there's hurt feelings across the board in this business, because it's cold. (laughs) Yeah. It's cold. I mean, because you did all the work. You were smart enough to pick the player. You developed that player. Poured you resources him into it. Indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did everything you possibly And in a lot of cases, you do make moves to, to try to bolster the whole thing. And then the guy says, adios. Yeah, that sucks. What Gordon Hayward did to the Jazz absolutely sucks. But it happens. It happens. It's happened uh, uh, before Gordon. It's happened since that. It's It, it happens. And it's... It's the way the rules are written, but I and here's the other thing: there are certain franchises who do benefit from where they are, so that they don't have to be as smart. 
as a smaller market guy or or the teams with less of an advantage. I'll say it that way. So I I'm rooting for Milwaukee for a variety of reasons, but that's part of it. And it's not like Phoenix is a major you know dominant market either per se. But Milwaukee's at it's a cold weather city. <laughs> You know, it's, it's kind not of a even, second city to the second city down the right down the freeway. It ways. plays second banana to Chicago. You know, it, it it's in a college football area. That for that franchise to have success, I think, would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. When was the last time Milwaukee won a championship? Was it when uh, the old Lou Alcindor was playing for? I would guess so. You would know better than and, me. Uh, when was that? Seventy something, early seventies. 71. Is it 71 or 74? Why am I thinking 74? 71? Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. It's been a long time. What about the two years in between? That seems pretty weird. 71 or 74? Not like 71 or 72 or 72 or 73. Like, that's very specific. <laughs> it was either 71 no, the reason or 74. I, no, the reason I said that is because I just had 74 in my mind, but I think Austin's right. So, uh, good, good, good. Doesn't matter. It was a long time ago, and Milwaukee's been. Left in the lurch many times. And probably going to happen again. What pick was Giannis? Oh, like 15. We could look it up. But he was in the teens. So somebody with the Bucks really was smart. Right. And they deserve to be rewarded for that. 15. Yeah, 15. Bam, nailed it. So he and Kawhi have that in common. Well, I mean, maybe this is a topic for when we have a little bit more time, but it's why teams invest so many resources in scouting overseas nowadays because, you know, if you can get a franchise player that the glitz hasn't really hit yet because he didn't come up through the AAU and college Uh basketball and all of a sudden, bam, home run. I've got this guy from overseas that nobody knows about. But then, you know, for every Giannis, there's also – who was that guy who was taken in uh, by the Pistons? In the Carmelo Anthony Dwayne oh, Wade draft. Um, Darko Milicic. Darko, yeah. That's right. But We're, this is what it's like. This is what it's like, Jake. I mean, it, it is. It's a treasure hunt. We have any update on the treasure hunt around here? Did they find it? Did they get They the found it? Where was it? Uh, it was in Holiday someplace. In Holiday? Huh? Yeah. Really? Yep. Found it uh, either July 3rd or 4th. What was the whole thing about the uh, the blue and the red and the, everything you could see off to the west? It, I don't know. If it was at the playground that I take my daughter to <laughs> in holiday, I'm going to be bent. <laughs> but this, this one's like, let's say you, uh, on, on, just on a lark, you decide, I'm going to invest in a gold mine. I'm going to do it. I mean, high risk, high reward, probably not going to amount to anything, but it might. Uh, it's near so, the trailhead of Hughes Canyon Trail in Holiday. So you take the chance, and you you uh, invest in a gold mine, and you strike gold. And you're digging gold. But after seven years, somebody else comes in and says, I'll take, I got this now. I'm taking over. Why? Them's the rules. Well, that kind of sucks. You'd be grumpy. You got to get all the gold out of there you can during a seven-year period. You'd be grumpy. And then and then somebody else's gold mine. Yeah, well, doesn't seem fair, does it? But it's fair to the players, I guess. It was a big deal that Giannis re-upped with Milwaukee. Yeah. That was a big deal. And you know, Rudy has the same attitude about staying here. At least that's what he's always said. I'll never forget when he, the first time he won Defensive Player of the Year, they asked him, 
if he want, about winning a championship and the whole super team thing. And he said, no, it means more winning right where I am. Do you want my Super J to take on this? I was, I, I was debating whether or not I'd go this direction. But you know, what? It's easy for Giannis Mr. to say Sunshine. that. It's easy for Giannis to say that when he's in the finals. Damian Lillard said all that stuff, and now the likelihood of him being on the Blazers next year is what? Certainly not 100%. Is that what Aaron Rodgers said? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers said the same thing. Well, he did. He win did win the championship, but he said he wanted to finish his career in Green Bay. Yeah, so talk that was, that was so, two years ago. So talk is kind of cheap, but I appreciate it. Here's a take from yesterday. I believe that he believes that. Oh, no. That is, that's that, that second to why would anybody possibly care about that? What you said yesterday may have been a low, an absolute Nadir. But I believed that. I, what, what, what did you say again? You said, I believe that you believe that you believe that. What, what did you say? No, I said, I believe that you believe that is what I said yesterday. As opposed to. <laughs> but I believed that. I believed that you believed. You, be- that. you believed that I was lying to myself. We'll have more next. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's the big show. If you have any reaction to this this small market convo, I'd be curious to hear it. Mark Harlan was on with uh, DJ and PK this morning, athletic director of Utah, laying out some of the policy and how Utah's going to ham- handle name, image, and likeness. I thought there was some interesting stuff we should yeah. uh, we should comb through. Yes, uh, coming up around. Coming up right around the corner. Yeah, don't miss it. And then we, you and I, have our thoughts on that. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. College football is close. What did what did Hanson Scotty do today on sixty and sixty forty something? Low forties. Yeah. And it was a kid from uh, Southern from Utah. Southern Utah. Yeah, Gordon, you should tackle that name. No thanks. I that's hate a- I hate mispronouncing people's names. I know I don't like it either, and I do it a lot, and I it embarrasses me every time. Go ahead, give it a whirl. Except for Munson, that that one makes me laugh. George Klyavkov. Klyavkov, still practicing that one. Klyavkov. Uh, okay, and what's the kid's name down in Southern Utah? Go ahead. I, I, I don't I, have it in front of me. Oh, neither do I. Austin, can you uh, give it a whirl? This is all news to me. Oh. There's a Southern Utah kid on the 1660? Yeah. yeah. Anywho, college football is close. Uh, you know, I'll be excited when camps open up. I think we, we kind of dipped our toe into the college football convo yesterday. I think there are a lot of interesting storylines going into this year. and We're not that far away. We're Jay. really not. We're less than a month. When did the camp start? What, the first week of August? And it'll be it'll be great to have a normal football year, yeah. Gordon. I, I know, I'm sure you do this a lot because uh, I, I, I bet we all do. We can't help it. But think about where we were at this point last oh, year. Miserable. And the debate on whether or not football was actually going to happen and uh, in what way, shape, or form. And it was just such a it was just such chaos that, I don't know, the first normal football season in two years, I mean, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to feel good, and I, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Couldn't agree more, Jake. What, what, is, uh, what single thing, if, you, if I had to pin you down to one thing that you're looking forward to the most from a, from a within-the-state standpoint, uh, I know it's tough. Okay, let me give you two. Two of the top things you're looking forward to this football season. 
Oh, I, I'm going to start with the obvious, a full slate of games. <laughs> okay. You know, how many games did Utah end up playing last year total? Six? You know, I know you. I know BYU played a full 12, right? They got in a full 12. What did Utah State play? They were limited, but not to six, I don't think. But just, I mean, do you remember that that run? Um, you know, I remember this uh, this show very vividly, Gordon, where Utah's um, game was canceled uh, the Friday before, right when we were about to have football Friday, we yeah. were at the store, uh-huh. and the game canceled literally on my way to the show. So it had to be like, you know, 1.30 or whatever, where they didn't get on the plane, and all of a sudden we're going from, oh, right, we're going to see this to never mind. Uh, the youths I mean, were scheduled for six, ended up playing five. Ended up playing five. How? But how? That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward tough. to not worrying about if they're going to get on the Dern plane. That's and, what I'm looking forward to. And on top of that was the whole thing with the COVID and how difficult it was. It was just kind of a heavy, heavy kind of a lead bed that had been thrown uh, over the whole whole operation. But and, and I understand that the COVID thing is still a, a, a big deal. People have to be careful out there, get vaccinated. Uh, but it just feels a little better, like like it can function. Yeah, Utah State played six of eight games last year. So I mean, and Weber State didn't play at all. So. That 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 is number one. That's obvious. Why I'm looking forward to a full schedule, full slate, conference races, big matchups, you name it. I mean, the the craziest story last year, BYU didn't know who they were playing. When did they schedule? When did they finally schedule Coastal Carolina? Was it Wednesday? I remember yeah, they like, sent the truck like, out. It was like two days before the game. They they sent. Think about the logistics that go into this. They they sent the truck out before knowing that they were going to play, just in hopes of it, so it would actually get there in time. Agree to play. Prepare in 48 hours. Fly across the country. Play a really good football team and yeah. pull it off. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, why. That's- and a lot of people believe, without making excuses for BYU, that had they had a normal preparation week, that they might have been able to make a difference in that game. I I don't know. It. You know what? This was my take after it happened. It doesn't matter to me. Just that it was good for not, BYU. That yeah. yeah, and you know what? BYU could have easily have ducked that game. Yep. They would have had a number of easy explanations for not playing that football game, and they wanted to, to test the, the team. They, they wanted to see what the team was made of. Tom Homo had to take the most difficult schedule in probably the program's history, wad it up and throw it in the garbage can, and start from scratch with teams that actually could play and he wanted to see him play a good team. And Coastal Carolina was a good team. Yeah, they, I, I thought it took a lot of guts to play that football game. And they should be happy that they decided to challenge themselves instead of game the system yeah. to have an undefeated team. I, I admire BYU for playing that game last year. Yeah. Everything that Tom Homo had one heck of a year. That I mean, dude he, deserves he really a, did. I don't know what the, the – uh, well, he got didn't he get the award for he? like AD of the year or he something? Have. He won something. He should have. Amazing. Think yeah. of think of the think of it this way. Tom BYU was the only school at one point in the Western United States playing football <laughs> that was that was going to play football. Imagine the the I mean at least independence of thought, right? I mean Pretty amazing. This the last year was just incredible. I'm looking forward to it being normal. I'm looking forward to not talking about that and talking about 
hey, Gordon, how do you think the running back is going to play? Yeah. You know? Yeah, there are still some things that need to be taken care of out there as far as uh, national health goes and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be the flip because it's going to be a very difficult schedule just for schedule's sake. Coming in at number 41 from Southern Utah University, okay, La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis. One more time, please. Working on Number 41 it. from Southern Utah University, La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis. La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis. Uh, now, th- this is what I was told when, when trying to get the Polynesian names correct. That you, you're supposed to pronounce every vowel. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, so g- g- give our listeners that one one more time, please, Austin, because La-Kea, I don't know. Laakea, Kohohohanohana Davis. Woof. Nice, Austin. Well done. Well done. I, I see some. A it's guy, the apostrophes that throw you off, really. Yeah. Well, a guy, a guy like that deserves to have his name said right. I'm going to call him LKD from here on out, though. (laughs) All right. That's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.